Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Matt Velasquez to start things off. Larry Harris will join us in a half hour as well from the Golden State Warriors. Matt, thanks for coming on this evening. How are you? I'm just wonderful. Happy to be talking to you about Bucks basketball. So am I. I'm pretty jacked about this whole thing myself. Uh, okay, so first things first, you're obviously uh, not in the bubble, but you've been able to watch the scrimmages like uh, the rest of us. What stood out to you so far? I, I think the number one thing that stood out to me is the, the Bucks are who we thought they were. I mean, they're, they're still looking like the same team. Obviously, that last scrimmage um, didn't end well. Uh, they, they played pretty poorly in that second half. But, you know, for the most part, you look at the way that the, the minutes were spread out, uh, the guys who were playing, the guys who were available, uh, they played the same offense, played mostly the same defense, um, generally looked, you know, at, at most teams like the same bucks that we were used to in, you know, for the first 65 games of the season. So I think they've all handled the, the layoff pretty well. And I think they're, they're looking like a team that's ready to, to compete at the highest level uh, here in the bubble. Brooke Lopez remembers how to shoot the ball from outside. That's what I've noted in this whole thing. I mean, this this is Brooke Lopez of last year more so than Brooke Lopez of earlier this year. Though the the crazy trade-off with that is that it seems like George Hill has forgotten how to shoot the ball from well, outside. Well, there's he, that. Why do you bring up the negative format? We're trying to stay positive. It's a preview show. We save that for Friday. Then we'll get negative on the post game. I'm just saying there's this weird, like, counterbalance thing going on where, like, in the season, you know, Brooke was down, George was way up. You know, and now the you know in these three scrimmages, Brooke was way up and George was way down. Like it's just it's just weird. And obviously, like they're scrimmages, they could be totally meaningless, right? Like they they kind of generally are totally meaningless yep. uh, until we see what actually happens in the games. And so you throw those stats and those numbers out the window. You just want to make sure that everybody looks good, looks healthy, looks ready to play. And, and that's where the Bucks stand right now. So all they need to do is go out there, you know, make the shots, uh, you know, play hard, and uh, and we'll see where the chips fall. You know, the other thing uh, about uh, what we've seen to this point and that I'm anxious to see is how Eric Bledsoe is going to fit into this whole puzzle. And to me, I, I brought it up to Jim Baschke earlier in the show, and that's my one guy that I'm going to have the spotlight on. I'm telling you right now, Baby Tausch did the postgame shows and did a great job with him earlier in the year, and now I have him for the rest of the year. But when I was at home not doing postgame shows, I would get so mad with Eric Bledsoe. Because there would be nights where Middleton and Giannis are playing, and he hits like 
he takes like two shots and a half or whatever. And I'm losing my mind going, dude, you are just as important as they are to the success of this team. You have to be more aggressive. Then Giannis is out, and then there's aggressive Eric Bledsoe. Or Middleton is out, aggressive Eric Bledsoe. To me, I think if you're going to win the whole shebang here and you're going to beat the Lakers or the Clippers at some point, I think Bledsoe has to be aggressive offensively in an entire series if that's going to happen. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know, if you're going down the pecking order, you want Giannis For to sure. be at his best. You want Chris Middleton to be yep. at his best. But then Eric Bledsoe, like, he needs to find those spots and, and pick those spots correctly. And when he picks his spot to go, he needs to go. And, and he needs to find a way to get to the hoop. Obviously, teams know that's what he wants to do, and they're going to try and stop him. So he needs to, you know, be ready with either counter moves or know where his passes are or, you know, be able to, to pull up for jumpers. Um, that's probably, like, pretty far down the list. Uh, or if teams are going to, you know, f- you know, fade off of him and say, hey, shoot threes. Uh, there have been a bunch of games early this season where he would shoot, you know, early, first quarter. He would get wide open looks because teams are going to give it to him. And since he knows he's going to get those looks, he would take them very confidently, shoot them. And if he made them, it can, would kind of set him off on a pretty good trajectory for the game. So I think keeping that aggressive mentality, knowing the teams are going to dare him to shoot, um, he can use that in his favor to take basically practice level threes. Uh, early in the game and, and kind of get off a, onto a good start. So uh, I'm interested to see what he's going to look like. Obviously, we're not in the bubble. We can't see what practices look like, right. just tiny little snippets. Uh, you know, the Bucks had a, an individual day yesterday. They were off today, so we haven't had a chance to talk to anybody, find any updates, see what Bledsoe's been able to do. Uh, I, I doubt he's going to be able to play in that first game. I think the Bucks are going to be really cautious just because he had such a long time that he was off where he wasn't doing any physical activity. I think they're going to want to ramp him up over time. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, maybe they'll just decide to play him a, a, a limited time frame against the Celtics and build from there. Uh, I'm interested to find out. If we'll, we'll get to know more uh, starting tomorrow when I, I hope they do practice again. We get to talk to him again. So I'm Matt Velasquez, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, here on the 2020 Pro Hoops Bubble Preview Show on The Fan. Marvin Williams is a guy that I think may have gotten screwed up a little bit in all of this here because he didn't get the consistent run with this team after they acquired him and the season got cut short. How do you view Marvin Williams and how he fits in now with this eight-game regular season and postseason run? You know, he, he missed the most recent scrimmage with a, with a slight groin injury. That's how Bud termed it. Uh, I'm guessing that's kind of just like, hey, you know what? You're not feeling 100%. You're a veteran. Take your time. Don't need to uh, risk anything. But we'll see. We'll try to get more of an update tomorrow on that. But I think that he has the potential to, to be a rotation regular. I, I think that those minutes could be between him and, and Ersan Ilyasova. And, and I think he might have a few more things he can bring uh, than Ersan does in terms of you know offense and defense and maybe his uh, quickness, versatility, things like that. You know, Ersan will have certain games or maybe series uh, where he'll his value will will maybe exceed Marvin's, but I think that they brought in Marvin Williams for a reason. I think he can he can stretch the floor. He can he can make smart decisions. He can rebound. His defensive positioning uh, that's something that I know that a lot of people I talked to, including Steve Clifford, his former coach in Charlotte. That's the number one thing he brought up was that Marvin knows exactly where he needs to be on defense. You know, as part of the scheme to help his teammates out. And so you know, Bud being a, a defense first coach and, and prizing that end of the court. Uh, if, if Marvin can supply that, I think that's going to lead to more minutes. And uh, I, I think that he also gives them some lineup versatility where you can play him, you know, at, in a Giannis at center lineup as the nominal five or the nominal four. Um, you can play him, you know, maybe even a couple minutes at a, at a three if you just had to go like, at a jumbo lineup. There's just a whole bunch of things you can do with, with someone like him. And, 
you know, his, his shooting, his defense, all of that can be hugely important for the Bucs, uh, you know, come playoff time. With Bledsoe and George Hill providing they're healthy and able to play, obviously, how much run do you think Dante DiVincenzo gets uh, in the postseason? Oh, I, I think he's definitely in that rotation. I think he's definitely part of that bench mob uh, where, where he's going to come out and, you know, depending on the game, depending on the matchup, you know, he could be around 20 minutes a game. Uh, I, I wouldn't be all that surprised. I mean, we saw last year in the playoffs, Bud still stuck with trying to play his starters uh, in the mid-30s or high-30s. He didn't like to get his guys over 40 minutes a game. So there's going to be times that they're going to need to lean on their bench, and they're going to just choose to lean on their bench, uh, you know, if, if past uh you know, series or any indication. And, and he's somebody who, with his energy, with his defense, uh, with the way that he can kind of spread the ball around the court, um, you know, and when he is making shots, obviously that, that element is there too. Uh, when If he can do all those things off the bench, you know, whether he's playing with starters or he's playing with other bench guys, the Bucks could win those bench minutes and, and, you know, put their starters up the bench and extend their lead. Or, you know, if they're, if they're down, they can come back a little bit uh, because of the things that he and some of those other guys uh, off the bench bring. After Toronto did what they did last year, Malava, Matt Velasquez, to uh, slow down Giannis uh, and kind of take the Bucks out of their rhythm, do you think the Bucks allow that to occur again this year in the postseason? Well, teams are definitely going to try. Uh, they're, they're definitely going to try and pack the paint as much as they can. And you know, I don't know that they're going to have the same type of personnel that the Raptors did last year, which was like perfectly catered uh, to doing what they did. Um, but they're going to try it, and so that that means that you know the Bucks. Uh, from you know top to bottom, they're going to need to shoot the ball better. You know, they're going to need to be more willing to shoot the ball. Um, Giannis is going to need to shoot, you know, both you know in the mid range. He has some of those little fadeaways he's been working on, and uh, different moves kind of in that mid mid range zone that he can do. Uh, also, the, the three pointers when he's open and he's in rhythm and he's comfortable. You know, he's shown us at times this season, you know, how how much better he is from there. Um, so he's going to need to shoot. You know, guys like Eric Bledsoe are going to need to shoot. Like they're, they're going to need Wesley Matthews and. You know, Cal Corver and, and Brooke Lopez, like, you know, everybody on that roster is going to need to be able to hit open shots. That's one of the biggest things that, that they struggled with against the Raptors last year. They were getting open looks, you know, whether they were wide open or just kind of, you know, not totally contested. They were good looks. And, you know, everybody went cold. Bledsoe went cold. Miritich went cold. There were games that Middleton went cold. It was just basically Giannis and Brogdon doing stuff. Uh, and a lot of times in that series. And so, you know, they're going to need to be able to you know, counter whatever defenses do, which, you know, as we know, is going to be trying to keep Giannis out of the paint. And and maybe there might be some opportunities. We've seen a, it a few times this year where the Bucks can can kind of zag a little bit and go go old school and get the ball to Brooke Lopez in the post and, you know, let, let him go to work and work the offense through him uh, on the block. And, and we'll see if that's something they can try and use as a counter uh, in those situations too. Matt, uh, I am jealous because I can tell you're outside right now, and I am inside in air conditioning, and I it feels like you're outside enjoying some summer warm weather right now. Yeah, I, yeah, it's beautiful out here. Uh, it's just at least where I am, it's nice, and so I, I am walking outside. I'm enjoying the breeze. Um, you know, you don't get too many days like this, especially uh, the bugs aren't so bad either. So. I'm having, having a good time. That's good. Enjoy the warm weather while we got it, because before you know it, the snow will be flying, and we'll be talking Bucks basketball in December before you know it. Hopefully about the defending NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. That's what I'm hoping for. Matt, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Always good to be talking to you, Sparky. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.